I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. How are you? Great. You have a sleeping baby in your arms. I have a big baby in my arms, Boom Baba. He's yeah. got a new nickname. It's Rock and Roll Boom Baba. Yeah, why is that? Well, he likes to rock and he likes to roll. Okay. It's like, um, it's like Sonny and Cher. No, it's like um, the Osmonds. I'm a little bit country and I'm rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I don't, but I'll take your he word for it. He would wear purple socks. All right. Well, tomorrow's the big day. It's the Helen Hayes Awards. We are, yep. We're going to be there. Uh, my mom's in town. Um, we have had many good meals together. Too many, probably. Yep. Um, the original Pancake House in Falls Church, also franchised in Bethesda. Thank you for your and sponsorship. Rockville. Oh, my God. You guys, if you've not gone... The crepes are amazing. The food is amazing. Um, we ate there for lunch today. I still can't move very well, but it was really good tasting. So thanks for that. Um, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Oh, with our special guest, Jessica Goodland. Jessica Goodland. And we'll be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Welcome, uh, well. Jessica. I am sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. And our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Jessica, where are you right now? I'm, I'm in Vermont. I'm in wonderful Vermont. Oh, wow. Yes. That's awesome. Where are you originally from? Um, well, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, um, but originally, originally, um, I was in, uh, I was born in, in Canada. Oh, okay. Um, but that was, you know, I lived there for a year and then we moved to Michigan, but basically I grew up in Richmond. Oh, nice. Is that kind of how you found the SU? That's kind of, yeah, that is kind of how I found, found it. I, I think, I mean, I was looking for a place that had theater and music and auditioned for a couple places, I think further away, but that was it. And growing up as a kid, I'm sure you've kind of, maybe you have or have not listened to the podcast and I'm not singling you out if you have not, because trust me, I haven't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we like to always kind of go through like a childhood, like what was maybe some of your inspirations or did you always know that you were kind of gifted in the arts? Um, well, my father, my father was an actor. Um, so I, I kind of like, you know, a couple nights before I was born, he was, he was in a play. Um, so, you know, and I, I'd see him perform growing up doing, doing like Shakespeare. Um, so, and then, you know, I love to sing. I would, you know, I loved Annie and I would, I was like belting out tomorrow, you know, at a young age. And I did like, so, I mean, I love to sing. I love music. And so it kind of runs in the family, I guess. <laughs> I, I was joking on one of the other podcasts that it's yeah. really incredible. <laughs> the amount of musical theater careers that Annie has launched from people just becoming <laughs> bewitched by it as, as a child. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's been the number one when people are asked what made you first get into theater and it's usually and <laughs> Yeah. I would I would be in my living room just listening to the records when you used to listen to records. Mm-hmm. And um just singing tomorrow and, and dancing and you know, pretending there was like a little dog beside me. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Did did you do shows in in Richmond in high school and stuff? Um, I I was in a few shows in high school. I I did. Um, there's a a place in Richmond called um, Spark. Is the the School of Performing Arts in the Richmond community? So, I, you know, as a teenager, I I was involved in that um, growing up, and then I did a few I did a few shows in high school too. Um, oh, that's catchy, Spark. <laughs> hey, are you in Spark? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not spelled like Spark. It's spelled like S P A R C. Ah, it's community. So it's different, but it's still. <laughs> And yeah. I guess if it's a C that is also could sound like an S, it's sparse. <laughs> sparse. I was going to say, do they call their students sparklers? You know, that would be that would be cool. I I don't remember being called that, but <laughs> <laughs> that could be the band. The, the marching band is the sparklers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I remember. I think I remember us having conversations about your father. Oh, in really? school interesting yeah. because I think for some reason I had a some sort of mental image that he was had some sort of fame in the arts yeah and that maybe even p perhaps was attached to a learning institution at one point or something um did he, well, did he ever become a teacher he wasn't yeah when I was going to college he um yeah when I was going to college at the time he was he was teaching at William and Mary in the drama department so he was yeah teaching theater woman mary um college. oh that's so funny we were just saying that we were prepping for this we're not prepping we don't really prep but i had said <laughs> to the boys a couple of nights ago i said i think i remember jessica's dad being in the arts and maybe even being amongst uh, like an elite sort of artist school so that's funny yeah yeah no i was yeah and, and it was interesting because i um by the way you passed away at the end of january so i just want to say that um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no, so thank sorry you. to hear that. Thank you so much. And you know what? It's it's great to talk about him because I'm proud and it helps to, to, you know, have the memories. But, you know, when I was born, he uh, he was working with the Stratford on Avon Shakespeare Festival um, in Canada. That's the reason I was born in Canada. So he he worked with some some uh, famous people. Um, you know, when I was born. So, you know, I was always kind of proud of him. <laughs> so, he, but he was mainly uh, in, the, in the classics. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, he was a Shakespeare classical actor and, and teacher of drama and member of equity. And I don't know what it is. And I feel, okay, I'm going to say this. And I know that, I don't know if anybody's going to hate it or not, but like, I don't know what it is about the classics. I just could not really ever, I always felt like a phony every time I was trying to do anything classic, Shakespeare or otherwise. I felt like, oh, this isn't really me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because I always, I always liked music theater a lot more. I was always really inspired by music theater a lot more. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, you know, I tried Shakespeare too and I loved watching my dad, but it was kind of the same thing where, you know, I'd always get like more inspiration from, listening to a music theater song or doing other theater than than Shakespeare, you know? Well, like I went to the Shakespeare theater once, which I don't go very often, but a friend of ours was in, what was that play, Stevie, that uh, Fred was in? You As remember? you like it. Well, maybe, no, it was the other one where the, it rained like red rose petals. Oh. I don't think it was even Shakespearean. Yeah, it was Shakespeare. Anyway, but it was- a comedy of it, or, I don't know. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was so well-produced. The costumes, the language, the actors were so good. But I literally walked away like thinking, okay, I've got to go look up the rest of the plot because I only really caught, you know, 25% right. of what was happening because I don't, I, I just don't live in that verbiage. It's like me in opera. Like, I'm like, what happened? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can, I can relate. You know, I, I definitely like, I like the language, you know, cause my father did it. I respect it. And I, I do, I do like it, but I can, I can understand. Like I, I, I kind of like trail off and like, you know, supposed to be kind of a simple plot but Shakespeare isn't always simple unless you can understand what what what's going on I always felt like even gayer when I was doing Shakespeare <laughs> scenes because the language why because you were always puck no it's because the language can get so like bitchy sounding because it's so like elaborate and I'd always feel like I I'm coming off super gay right now and you know that was a concern back then more than it is now um, yeah, I can understand that. But I was like, oh my God, this language. I feel so bitchy when I'm saying these lines. And it probably wasn't a bitchy line. That's the problem with me and Shakespeare. Well, uh, was Shenandoah Conservatory 
uh, your first choice? Um, it, it wasn't actually my first choice. Um, I, I remember auditioning for Otterbein and uh, auditioned for, oh gosh, it was a school that was right across the river from New York City. Um, can't quite rem- can't quite remember the name. It starts with a W. Uh, and then I might have auditioned for another one. And then, you know, probably the best audition that I gave was at Shenandoah. Uh, and then I got accepted to that. So no, it wasn't my first choice, but it ended up being good. And your first year there was 19... Um, 1994. 1994. 1994. Yeah. Okay. okay, I was trying to clock it because I was that guy that was in between yeah. classes yeah. and I started in the second half of 92. Yeah. But I remember us being in, in maybe something together. Well, you, I, I think you were two years ahead of me. And... Um, we might have been, I think you were in the show choir. Remember the show choir? With Dr. Um, Hanley? Right, right, yeah. But because I remember. Um, were I, you in the show choir? I was excited because I had, I had made the, sh- I made the show choir, you know, one of the first uh, weeks I was there, I auditioned. I was really excited. And I remember telling you about it and you were, you were like really happy for me that oh. I had, that I had, um, that I'd gotten in. So, I mean. I mean, you know, we were, everybody was doing stuff together because we were freshmen, but I don't know if we were in the show choir for one semester, not together, but. Yeah, it's so I weird. I, yeah. I, I remember certain things and then things I don't quite remember. Uh, for some reason, I thought we were also in like a, I don't know, that Alexander technique or one of another odd class. We clearly were never in like scene study stuff together. Right. Or maybe like a music class or I don't know. There was um, something. There must have been something, yeah. Well, yeah. there was the Mikado. Right. Were you in the Mikado? Mm-hmm. Was okay, I? Okay, so I was. At, yes, yes, yes. I was in the Mikado. So that must have been. I'm sure that you were. Yeah. I no, was, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's it's like show. It's like nowadays. You know, like, what was your character? Was it Coco? <laughs> Coco. Yeah. Um, you know, we we kind of look back now and think, oh gosh, the roles we we wouldn't and shouldn't ever play. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely of a different time. Um, it, it was, yeah. I remember, I have this random memory of us, Jessica, you, I, and some other people too, going to China Jade. Oh, really? I, it, I used to love China Jade. Yeah. Ryan, did I you go there? All, all the time. They had a buffet? <laughs> it was like in the first couple of weeks of school, because I think I'd met you, and then like you said, well, we're going to dinner at China Jade. And I was like, okay, what's that? And yeah. I, I think it might have been the first time I ever ate Chinese food. China Jade, yeah, I I don't quite remember, but I do I do remember Stephen you coming to my one woman show mm-hmm. and supporting that. Mm-hmm. What was your title that. of your show? My my title was um, oh gosh, Baby Dream Your Dream. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was like I was so proud. It was like this. It was like something with like the Gypsy Rose Lee character I really loved, and so. It was yeah. supposed to be some kind of weird sequel. <laughs> I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. And trying to come and support you. And yeah, right. that was a, yeah, my gosh. The one person shows, man. Yeah. I, I never got to do one because I left school before I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Um, oh, you were one of those. I was. You I'm, said, I'm just going to go do this. Ryan and I are the quitters. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Ryan and Stephen quit because they knew that we were going to have a pretty famous podcast. <laughs> no, I quit because I was already getting work and Good. I was like that paid. And I was like, well, isn't that the Point. End, end game, you know, that you want? Yeah, that's what you want. Um, it was a very, it was a very confusing time for me because I didn't really have any talent. Wait, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have any professional real training. Oh, did we lose you? Being there, I didn't feel like I had too many like mentors to kind of figure me out because if I wasn't like cast as the lead, it felt like, oh, well, I guess no one cares. And, you know, Hal gave me a B on my 
one man show because I had Marcus sing a song and, uh, and just weird things. And I was always so creative and um, I just always felt kind of like it was a boot camp. Yeah. And I wish that I'm so thankful now because I think it has made me a better teacher knowing maybe how to and how not to teach kind of. Right. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was, I was thinking about it when I asked you about Richmond, I didn't go to Shenandoah with any previous real sort of training and I was so green. Um, what was your experience like? Um, I can, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Cause I just want to let you know before I answer that you've, you faded out for like 30 seconds. You know, uh, some, then... somebody was like spam calling me. So I have oh, to like, okay. that's what happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My experience with Shenandoah, you know, um, I, I had, I had some really good, I mean, you know, one of my best, I was thinking of one of my, you know, one of my best memories. I can start with that is, um, you know, you know, remember the Lindy awards? Yeah. We had the Lindy awards, like the, my senior year. And I think I actually won like the Lindy Award. From Lindy? Yeah. Oh. And I, I was like, I was so flattered because I, I remember some of the things like people got nominated for. Um, and I think one of the, I don't know what the Lindy Award was for, but I remember Sean Hollenbach was in my one, one woman show. Mm -hmm. And there was this scene where we kissed and we got nominated for the best kiss in a one woman show or something and I think we won that but I can't remember who it was like the actual Lindy award but I remember walking away having the Lindy award and I was like this is crazy but it was it so that that was a cool memory that people had noticed whatever it was I I you know the best what was it like the best April Fool's joke or something right um, right I won but oh um, that's fun but you know the other thing was that like because my, I think one thing that was a little bit challenging at times was the fact that my, you know, my dad was a, a theater teacher at William and Mary and essentially the same type of work that Mr. Herman had, was doing. And so I think at times I was so influenced by my father's teaching and work that it clashed a little bit. With sure. the way that Mr. Herman teached, um, and I think they were really both valid ways of teaching acting, but completely different. And so, yeah, it, and I think Mr. that it and, clashed and, a little. Yeah, and Mr. Herman was clearly just coming from his background, which, old school, which is very nineteen nineteen. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and clearly, your dad's on a different journey, working at the home of Glenn Close. Might I say? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I guess, yeah, I think she did graduate, I think, from there. Um, I always say that. I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, so that was, you know, that was a little bit of the, the challenge, I think, um, at least the first couple of years. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of was integrated into, into uh, kind of the way that he, he, he did things. And I probably had a couple of conversations with my dad. And, and then, you know, I, I feel like I kind of got a little more used to Mr. Herman's style of teaching and, um, you know, had some talks with Mrs. Herman. Mrs. Herman was so sweet. I just remember her being so sweet. And she was, she was like a lot easier to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, we always talk about Lindy in such a different light because mm -hmm. she, she knew how to nurture in a very strong and stern, and, and stern but yet fragile way at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And even if she would say to me, you suck, I knew that she kind of <laughs> lovingly meant it. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Herman was so square, almost like yeah. everything was almost like a spreadsheet. Like, well, you're either going to do this. It was absolute. It was just kind of absolute. Yeah. 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 And I've never been an absolute kind of. Uh, you're more of a kettle one kind of guy. I'm kind of a, <laughs> Ryan. Vodka jokes. We've got them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, at times I kind of wish, and I, I know the program wasn't set up like this, but I kind of wish I had spent more time with Lindy than how, uh, because, uh, Lindy spoke the vocabulary that I responded to the most. Yeah. I think I could relate to her a lot better too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she was, I, I, there, she was always 
I think she had a no, this is wrong to talk about people who have passed, but I think she had so much talent. Um, yeah. Uh, like uh, phenomenally more talented than Hal was. And Hal was talented in his own way. Yeah, but... I mean, yeah, she may have been more talented. I mean, you know, it's, she'd probably be flattered that. Uh, and and that. who's the judge to even say that or compare or contrast? Right. But but I, I just remember her being breathtaking on a stage, you know, yeah. when she would actually act out something, I, I could not take my eyes off of her. That's yeah. how I felt doing the Mikado. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off myself. Well, it's because <laughs> your eyes were taped down in racist, like, you know. We've things. talked about this on the show before, but that first time when Lindy does something in the waiting exercise though yeah yeah and you're like oh my god i am so in above my head you know like, you know, she I'm has to get her head. tooth pulled was that, that that's yeah, what she did pulled that's right yeah. yeah i remember the waiting exercise was that i remember being a freshman and or no actually a sophomore and, and that's when we first had her as a teacher i think um and she did the was it like the exercise to uh represent the different ways that you try to get what you want or she's waiting in line or something yeah and, and it, i yeah that that's the, i'm sorry yes that was <laughs> she was waiting in a lobby to get her tooth pulled and she really couldn't oh. stand the pain anymore oh yeah do you know yeah. what's funny is i actually know how that exercise feels, feels now, now. <laughs> oh in real life okay so <laughs> well i just had three uh um, implants done. So I have what they call in Hollywood the buckle. The buckle. You know, I don't know if you knew this, Jessica. You probably did or do that they <laughs> used to remove the back teeth teeth to for people, women to have like a, a, a sunken in cheek. Oh. So if wow. you were to see me, you would think I look just like Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It, yes. So is what is is that a look that people want or I I, no, I just never heard of it so I don't. Know. That was back in the um, 30s, studio days, like the thirties and forties. Oh, okay. it, it, so your cheeks would catch the light, basically. Uh, okay. Hmm. Um, but but Matt's just joking. He, he's just waiting for yeah. actual <laughs> teeth teeth implants <laughs> to to be put in. So he's a little. No, I'm doing the waiting exercise. You're doing the waiting <laughs> exercise. That's right. I remember getting assignments from Mrs. Herman and having to ask other other upperclassmen what it meant because it was always sort of so artsy. You were like, wait, what do I have to do? I have to bring in an object and talk about it and what it meant to me as a person. And Anyway. Yeah. So what happened um, after Shenandoah for you? After, let's see. Uh, so after Shenandoah, so I went to um, uh, went to AMDA for two years, the oh. Music and Dramatic Academy for two I years. I remember that now. Yes, that's right. And we have a friend that went there as well. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, I <clears throat> it was it was a good way to, to segue into the big city because you you know you had additional uh, classes and you you got a new group of of classmates that could kind of be your group of people. Um, so that kind of got me started out there and I did that for two years um and how was your yeah. experience at AMDA it was you know it was great it was great I had I made some really amazing friends um had a cohort of, of a group of, of people that I felt really connected to um and then they, they don't you know, I don't know if you've always hear people say but they don't tend to in schools like that they don't tend to teach you the business part of the, the right. acting and the marketing yourself and all of that. Yeah. I mean, they do a little bit, but, but they don't really, don't really teach you, uh, you know, you have to be a business person for yourself and all that. Um, but I think it taught me a lot and uh, it was a great experience. And I, I mean, after, after that, I, I kept studying acting and kept studying, you know, dance and music theater, because there's all kinds of different teachers, like independent teachers in, in New York. So just kind of kept up with that. And did you really like New York? Did it speak to you when you first went there? Or did it take a little bit to grow on you? I love, you know, I love New York. I loved New York. You know, I, I was, I was also a little naive going, you know, 22 years old, you're just going to a, a new city and it's just, it's, it's exciting and overwhelming. And you're, you know, at the same time trying to figure out relationships <laughs> still. 
So um, I loved it. And, and, you know, <clears throat> several years after that, they, there were a lot of adventures and, um, and some ups and downs and things like that. Um, because there were times when I had a couple best friends and then they'd, you know, people would come in and out of the city. And so, and then I was there for nine 11. So that was, you were, you, you all were there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there nine 11. I was there. Yeah. So can you talk just a little bit about what that was, what was happening, where you were? Yeah. So I was, um, in 9-11, I was living in uh, 135th Street and uh, Broadway, which is up in Harlem. And they have, they had or had, or maybe still do have some pretty big apartments that are, um, you know, that students rent out. And I had rented a room um, in a big apartment from a girl who had also gone to AMDA. Uh, so I was way up there, which is... Um, uh, and I think I was, had just woken up after the second plane hit and my friends, you know, my roommates were getting up and, and, and we were watching it on TV and, um, yeah, it was just, you know, the whole, it, it was scary. I mean, the, but you could see like going out of my apartment, going out of the building, it was like a straight shot down. Um, you could see like a tiny, tiny bit of smoke because Broadway was like 135 blocks up from, from where it happened. So um, but luckily I was with a group of friends that, you know, it was kind of like a ghost town for a little bit. And I had a friend that also had a friend that lived across town, um, not downtown, but I, I walked, I had to walk across Harlem to get to his house. So I, luckily I was around some people, but it was crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was the, the how long were you in New York then? Um, I was in New York till, let's see, uh, I moved to Virginia for a short time when I was 20, 26, 22, 3, 4, 5. So I was, I was in New York for four years, up to about 26, 27. And then I moved to Virginia for a couple of years, and then I moved back to New York for a couple of years. And then some things happened in my life that I decided to get a master's degree. So... <laughs> I guess, I guess the short answer, I was there for four years, moved back to Virginia and then moved back again for a couple of years. So you got a master's. Yes, I, I have a master's. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means. <laughs> two more, two more years of just other, of more stuff. No, no, it, it has, has nothing to do with theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you went back and got a master's in something different. Yeah. It's, um, uh, mental health counseling. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, yeah, it was a whole different, yeah, it was a whole different turn. Um, and I'm not even doing that now, but I mean, I'll, I won't jump too far ahead, but, um, it was a whole different turn. And I think that, um, I'd always had an interest in psychology and people that, you know, uh, mental, uh, mental health. And, um, I decided to, to get a, a graduate degree from, from New Hampshire and that, yeah. Wow, you know, I really truly think that mental health really needs to start at a very, 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 very young age. Yeah. Because by the time you need mental health conversations, you feel so, you feel so behind in being able to even talk about that kind of self care. Yeah. That you don't want to like out yourself or you don't it's it's so it's so weird because if you don't have good mental health how in the world do you even have good the rest of anything else right right you know absolutely it starts with that and and you know i think that there's a lot of um need to get good communication and good 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 um outlets starting when you're young yes yeah, I mean, yeah. even even just to be able to have the vocabulary. I mean, now I I'm kind of not used, but I have seen people say, you know what, I'm not I'm not really having a very good mental health day, and right. and that's fair. And then you know, okay, oh, I'm sorry, and then maybe, you know, maybe we shouldn't really be as not judgy, but maybe we should really handle everyone as if they need mental health because we're all just trying to process this human existence and what it and even means and experience yeah. all the time right yeah 
Yeah, I think it's harder to I think it's harder to say sometimes, oh, I need a mental health day than as opposed to I have a belly ache or something, you know. Right. Because you don't want anyone to think you're quote yeah. unquote crazy. Kind of like or just, you know. Yeah. So. Well, it's the stigma related to it, right? Right. Yeah. Nobody cares if you say you're you've got like food poisoning. You know, well, it's like, you know, growing up, people would say, well, you know, so and so is crazy. <laughs> right. You know, and it'd make it feel like, oh, they're a little they're a little off the rocker or whatever. Well, I don't think I don't think we can look at anybody's face and see what the mental diagnosis is. So I think it, it'd be really great to have like a. Uh, a more understanding starting at a younger age that it's okay to talk about how do you feel in your little brain today? I mean, because right. no, one, no one knows where anyone is inside, like what they're dealing with as you're walking down the street. So, you have no idea. So let me ask you a question, Jessica. When you are into, into the mental health sort of master's degree, is there different kinds and types that you kind of were leaning into as far as... A, I specialize in this or I'm, I'm focusing on this or was it all just, I'm going to make this sound stupid, but you know, was it just a general mental health thing? Um, yeah, well, I, I no, I didn't specialize. I did a variety. I worked with a, a variety of different um, people that had different, um, you know, uh, challenges. Um, and yeah, not anything specific. I mean, I, I, I had clients that I worked for four, four and a half years in New Hampshire. I had clients that had, um, you know, depression and PTSD and uh, let's see, schizophrenia and schizophrenia, which, you know, it can be pretty fascinating and interesting. I find it all really interesting. Um, uh, yeah. And so I worked with clients that um, were kind of on a chronic uh, mental illness team, but the idea was to just kind of keep them, uh, functioning in the community, not having to go into the hospital. So, but it was pretty, it was pretty intense work. It was rewarding. Um, and then the, sometimes the burnout is pretty high because there's a lot of stress that goes along with having that kind of responsibility for people. I would, I would imagine your empathy for others really gets taxed, gets taxed because you're wanting to help someone in a way, like once again, I, you know, the, the, we can't see the brain. We can only go through a series of ways to, you know, see things. And um, this is a little bit off the subject. <clears throat> and, and this sure. isn't anything about me being um, a performer, but I spent a day with John Hinckley who tried to kill Ronald Reagan. Oh. And when I- Because you were playing him in Assassin. I was playing not him- Not just because you guys were- Yeah, not, just, not for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, uh, I had the opportunity to go and visit John Hinckley. It's a really stupid story, and I should have probably never gone because after I got there and spent the day with him, our moments with him outside and walked this, the uh, lawn overlooking the Capitol from the Anacostia River, and oh my gosh, it was such a surreal moment. I really started to have such empathy mm -hmm. looking behind his eyes and seeing not some sort of crazy murderer or whatever. I just saw this person who had messed up their life because of the way that they were thinking. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that he didn't try to kill the president, but in his mind, he was doing something for someone else and he thought that that would get him attention. So his mental window of looking at things and trying to, to troubleshoot whether or not it was a good idea <clears throat> clearly wasn't working very well as far as um, all of that. But I left there, Jessica, and I got in the car. And you remember this, Stephen? I called you on the phone and I was sobbing. I was sobbing because I just wanted to somehow, I don't want to say love. I wasn't trying to love John Hinckley or, but my empathy for his confusion and his sort of outlook was just so authentic. And there I was being the phony. I was the one who couldn't tell him that I was an actor portraying him. You, I, you had a hard time doing the show that night. I had a horrible time doing the show that night and portraying him as some sort of like 
um, what's the word? He was, uh, you know, he's being he's being looked at like he's just some two dimensional character in the show. Mm -hmm. And I had just met the man and it was a heartbreaking moment for me. Well, that's great that that's I mean, I don't think everybody would be able to have that type of empathy. So, I mean, that's that's that is the ultimate type of empathy. But. Yeah, and I'm just you know relating it to I I could imagine you working on that probably you probably have to check in with your own mental health. Well, right, I mean exactly and sometimes having so much empathy can really hurt. Like it can it can actually hurt. So, you kind of have to balance it out and be be careful too. Um but uh, so yeah, I, I, what was the name of the play by the way? Assassins. Oh, okay. You just say that. Yeah. No, that's incredible that you were able to actually go and, and spend time with them. That's, that's, um, yeah. He wanted to give me a kitty cat. <laughs> what really broke my heart was he said, Matt, are we going to be friends? Mm -hmm. And I knew that we kind of weren't, but right. it's because, interesting because that you spent like, how long? Thirty minutes with him? Not even. Uh, it was probably like forty-five. And in the span of that time, he not only wanted to be your friend, but wanted to give you a pet. So, it, like the obsessed mind and the latching on, you know, it's just so interesting. Well, yeah, and I was never scared, but I did feel, I did feel horrible that I was sort of not lying, but not being able to tell the truth. Um, just really felt icky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you did that play, and it was probably a good thing that you, you know, tried to take care of your own mental health and balancing your empathy with you know, playing the role and being able to get something, you know, good out of it. I don't know if I really still balance my empathy very well. Yeah. I find that my empathy really kind of gets in the way sometimes. I'm, I think I'm willing to make someone else happy, mm -hmm. and 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 make myself miserable in order to make some sort of difference. I think I, I think that's my problem. Jessica, do we need to pay you for this? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> but the listeners do. If you're listening to this, the Venmo for Jessica is <laughs> No, I learn I definitely like <laughs> I definitely like to listen. You know, it's one thing that with, with the counseling I, I, I learned the art of listening. <laughs> so <laughs> I can give advice, but yeah, I don't I don't think I I'm I'm eligible to get paid anymore. <laughs> what what um what took you off the path of that? You said you mentioned burnout. Was that kind of the case? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was yeah. And you know what? I, I I was working forty hours a week and I missed um I just didn't have I was really tired a lot of it some of the time and I started to get insomnia and I was just kind of stressed and I missed having um I missed doing more theater. I missed having time for more creative stuff and working with kids or whatever. So I kind of made the decision to, after four years, it was a really hard decision, but I made that choice to be like, you know, this is just not, I'm not going to do this anymore. I mean, I got, I, I helped some people, got a lot out of it. I learned a lot and I still carry a lot of those skills with me, but I was like, nope, this is, <laughs> I need to, I need to make a change here. So, yeah. so what did you, yeah. what did you do next? So I, well, I got a job for a very short amount of time after that, which was even more stressful, <laughs> which I won't go into because it was like one of those things where I just had, I, okay, I need a job. Like, what am I going to do? But then I realized that, you know, I was trying to figure out what to do in between. And then I, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Antioch uh, College in yeah. New Hampshire. Well, they yeah. had, yeah, I looked up, um. Waldorf, um, I, I know Waldorf, a Waldorf certificate. And so uh, Waldorf is a style of teaching that was actually, um, that has a lot of arts and, and, you know, creative things and the kids do a lot of hands-on things. And I was like, well, maybe I should, cause you know, working with kids, being creative, let me look into that. And so I went to Antioch in New Hampshire and got a one-year Waldorf certificate. And <clears throat> that kind of renewed me because I had, you know, I'd been kind of in between careers and like, I don't know what to do. And um, I was getting these different jobs um, and kind of stressed out. And then, so this program gave me a, a really a new perspective, a new group of people and kind of nourished me in a way that I really uh, <clears throat> appreciated. So, but that's what got me the ticket to Vermont <laughs> because, because I, um, after the one year 
a certificate I got, I don't know if you've heard of the Waldorf, Waldorf schools, but, um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of arts in the schools. And um, so I got a little job I, I moved to Vermont for, let's see, it's been almost five years now with my first job in a little Waldorf, <clears throat> sorry, Waldorf preschool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that's been kind of my journey. Um, and then I've had a, an incredible journey up five years since I moved here, which <laughs> I can go into, but that's, yeah, that's basically um, kind of what I, I needed to make a change. And so that kind of took me on a little bit of a rocky road, but I think I finally found, uh, you know, a per more permanent home here. So that's great. Yeah. I remember Matthew help color in the details <laughs> of this story you were at matthew works at a black box theater in virginia here called creative cauldron and you were there in like the office and there was some flyer or ad you saw and go ahead yeah i don't remember i saw something with jessica on it yeah oh it, yeah it was like an ad for uh, uh, some sort of show or a theater or a theater and I don't know if it was a theater advertising their school and they were had your picture of something you had done. Oh, in Virginia? The the flyer was in Virginia, but I don't remember exactly what, it, it took me by, by surprise. And I think I, I called Steve and was like, I, I think I saw Jessica Goodland on a flyer for something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know if it was um, just some sort of ad for a show that you were doing or how many, what. How many years ago was that? It may have been like four. Yeah, it's been some years. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that long ago. It was like four. Yeah, it might have been. It was, it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. It was yeah. like right before the pandemic. I thought maybe you were even doing some sort of film or TV or play work somewhere or something. I don't know what it was. It was yeah. Like well, yeah, well, there... There's a lot that I've, you know, one one theater that I'm involved in here is, I, I'm not sure what that would have been, is Lost Nation Theater, which I'm involved in here, which is a really, a really great theater. And I was in a sort of a cabaret there a couple of years ago. Oh, that's, that's exactly what it was. Was it like all together now? Was it like an all together? Well, I'm not sure. All I know is, I, I remember the detail that it was cabaret. Oh, okay. But, um, it, yeah. I, I think we were just like happy to see, you know, out of the blue, you know, somebody from college is like, oh, yeah. look, they're on a flyer. That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to, if it, I'm wondering if it was in, if it was in Virginia. I, you if know, who knows like, if, if they did like mass mailings out to people or something. I, maybe they did. Yeah. But there was a, there was a, um, so I guess during the pandemic, I don't know if you heard all over the country, there was a theme called All Together Now. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a pandemic. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know there was a pandemic? Oh, yeah. um, right. So I leave. So, um, well, it was a theme called All Together Now, where it was sort of a, I don't know, like a benefit for, for COVID, where uh, uh, there were all these different kind of lists of music theater songs that could be performed without royalties. Oh, kind of like a benefit. So all over the country, the theme was all together now. And they, you know, all different theaters did the show called All Together Now, but they each had a separate cabaret or medley of whatever songs and whatever. Oh, that's what it was. That's what so, it was. So, yeah. So, but that's kind of cool. I guess that's what it was. Lost Nation Theater. I did that with Lost Nation Theater here. In Vermont. That, that was pre, it was during oh. pandemic. So that's. Oh. That's right, Matt? It must have been, right? It must have been. I'm surprised that, I mean, I'm. it probably was. I'm just like all the way down there. I guess that they got the word out. I don't know. <laughs> or they advertised or something. I mean, it was online, I guess. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. But It was just a random thing. Yeah, anyway. it, was, it was laying in the office. <laughs> now, my uh, artistic director at my black box job um she does kind of follow and play very close attention to s sort of smaller organizations yeah because we are small so she, she always kind of so 
you know, for all I know, she's on the emailing list of, of some friend who, who is on their email list or, you know, she kind of gets all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's neat. That, that is really, really interesting. Well, speaking um, of the pandemic, what were some of the things that got you through or maybe were not through? I don't even know. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I mean, well, some of the things were, which I think a lot of people can relate to are just their own uh, projects, you know, like I got a new computer <laughs> and did some, I, I treated myself to one of those uh, <clears throat> lights. I don't know, those lights that you, you turn on like a spotlight. Oh, the ring light. Put Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so I could do little videos or, or, you know, little films or uh, songs and just kind of put it on YouTube and, you know, do those things. But I was also, um, I, I work with preschool children now, but I was working at this preschool and one of the ways we connect, stayed connected with the kids is to do these little puppet shows and, um, or read a book on and put it on YouTube or Facebook and share it with a family. So, but I, I, I remember having fun just doing little films and, um, you know, trying to, trying to keep up with people. Uh, but at, you know, at the same time it was isolating. I mean, I had my own special place I'd go and walk and <laughs> try to try to keep up with people, you know, how yeah. is it for you? What did you? Well, you know, we were fortunate. We actually kind of still continued working from home and mm -hmm. really my, I, my piano studio went kind of crazy on zoom mm -hmm. and um, we were, we were busy. Me and Steven and Ryan made a few videos and not those kind you're thinking of. <laughs> We what? made videos for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, why did you? Why did you? Why did you even bring that up? Um, we no, we made videos like that. We were working on. Did we made? We had like a little. Was it called a marionette? We had puppet, marionette yeah. puppets. And Stephen was walking outside. We looked like a, the Three Stooges, <laughs> and we're filming this guy. We wrote a song for it, and it was for like a camp. It was trip through time. Travel yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we, we stayed busy. I work, uh, for a nonprofit, um, in, in here in Arlington, uh, the Columbia Pike partnership and I do their program director. So we just, I've been at home ever since we've never gone back to the office. Yeah. Um, but we were fortunate. Um, but, but yeah, we, our house is kind of like a social hub or has been a social hub uh in the kind of theater world here in the dc area so it was kind of weird to have our house usually like full of all kinds of different folks to you know basically our little pod of me matt and ryan um, yeah eddie and byron and, and our pugs <laughs> eddie and byron that definitely they got us through um, yeah Eddie and Byron still feel like the pandemic is here. Yeah, they get really upset if we leave now. <laughs> they don't you know, know the difference. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, you used to stay home all the time. Don't go out there. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cat is always really happy when I'm home. <laughs> you know. It's it's interesting how much uh therapy that animals give us. Exactly, it yeah. 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 I can't imagine life without my cat. She's she's a um long haired domestic Maine coon. Oh, beautiful. She, she's, she's beautiful. And um, she's like white and black. And she has these lines on her, her, her eyes and her face is like these, these cat eye, you know, like a mascara. Um, I don't know what to call it. Eyeliner. Like painted, yeah. The eyeliner and the, the pink nose and the gray, huge gray blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. I can't be friends with someone who doesn't have a pet. <laughs> Except Ryan doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you just can't relate. I'm going to buy him a fish. <laughs> Ryan what, does not want a fish. Uh, you know, I like animals. Um, I don't want to own one. Why? We're, <laughs> we're privileged. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's the same way. It's just, I guess, the way I was raised, you know. But I love being around these two little things. Well, talking about balancing out your empathy, uh, I would say just in general... You know, you, as I've kind of learned, I used to think everything was about theater. And as I've gotten older, I realized that there's a much bigger balance of 
things. I can be creative without theater. I can be creative with my pug and they do have their own TikTok. Please follow. <laughs> um, I don't even know my TikTok's name. Isn't that it's Eddie and Byron, isn't it? No, I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's uh, Edgar Allan Pug. Edgar Allan Pug. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, but um, well, Jessica, it was so good talking to you f- for this little chunk of time. Yeah. And you said Vermont? I'm I'm in Vermont. Yeah, I'm I'm very close to Montpelier. That's the capital of Vermont, and there there's just a ton of artists and writers and creative people here. So I'm very happy. Well, one yeah, of the most yeah. beautiful states I've ever driven through. Yeah, yeah. You guys should come and visit. More it often. really is the most beautiful state you ever driven through. One of the most, yeah. Because there's so much snow. <laughs> no, it was it was it was it's when it was warmer. So it was just beautiful, just really beautiful. Are you basing that the Vermont landscape. snow comment off of White Christmas, the movie? No, I just went down Jessica's Facebook and she had one funny thing about it being sunny out. And oh, right. A woman, woman hanging clothes in the snow. Yeah, they, they said that summer summer happened this year and it was on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I, like... I, I guess I caught it at a good time. I went there in May about, God, took a road trip. God, it would have had to have been 15 years ago, maybe. And uh, we went up to New Hampshire and Vermont and drove through, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, well come and visit. Come and visit me. We're going to put it on our list. Okay. All right, my friend. Well, All thank right. you so much for this time, and thank we so will much. see you around. Okay. Take care. Great to talk to you again. Great to talk to you, too. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks so much, Jessica, for joining us. It was great to catch up and chat. Um, yes, it was. I actually, after we finished talking, went outside and met a neighbor and his two friends from Vermont. That's very funny. And I was like, we just got off the f- with our podcast with someone from Vermont. And they were like, it's about ready to snow or it's cold or something. It's a small world after all, right? It is. So thanks a lot, Jessica. We appreciate you. And so good to catch up. Now, uh, if you wanted to learn more about us, you can visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media under Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an E-R. Thank you so much to our sustaining Patreon members. Thank you for your support. We see you, appreciate you, and if you want to learn more about becoming a Patreon supporter, you can find the link in the podcast notes. There is a Discord board. If you want to check out the board, say hi to your fellow alums post pictures or whatever um you can do that uh on the discord page the link is in the podcast notes and uh if you liked what you heard today share it where you share things post it where you post things uh we appreciate it and um yeah i guess we have a big day tomorrow matthew um so we better get our our little beauty sleep tonight i know and i have to fit into my dress i wore in sabrina that's not true. I'm going to have to put my under eye patches on or something. Try to really tighten up this waddle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. After the original Pancake House. I just th- find it interesting that it's called the original Pancake House. Like, there was none other before it. So, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it feels like they have been making pancakes the longest because they taste the best. Yeah. So... Thanks so much. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week with more. Um, Bye. Bye.